0: This is the Sticks and Stacks Podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to the Sticks and Stacks Podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Drotar, and joining me for baseball today, of course, is our one and only baseball expert, Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow us on Twitter if you'd like. I'm at S D R O T A R. She's at Jen That's Piacenti. That's P I A C E N T I. How are you doing today, Jen?
1: I'm doing great, Sean. How is it in uh Denver because you know I always got to ask what the weather's like there when there's a baseball game on the slate.
0: It is hot. <laughs> it is hot for Denver. It is uh, unusually hot. We're getting the 100 degree stuff which is most people think about Colorado where I am and uh, think about snow which it's not quite as snowy as you all think, but uh but it's not normally 100 either. So um mm. I'm not I'm not wired for this.
1: Yeah. Well, it, you, I'm from Texas, so I'm wired for oh, it. Oh, uh, you
0: you're not blinking. Yeah.
1: No, I'm not blinking at all. 100 degrees.
0: Come on. Wow. I don't know how you do it. I, <laughs> I'm i nervous by the end of this podcast. I'm going to be a puddle on the bottom, of the, on the crowd. It's not going to be good. But we're going to continue to go through it like we do every time here and try to bring you the best in baseball action and, and opportunities therein. And, of course, uh, Jen is the one that you want to be paying attention to because she is usually on a roll. I'm uh, I'm like you. I'm the one looking for advice, just like you, on this particular program. So let's go right over to one of the better matchups over in the East, the Yankees at the Jays. These teams are neck and neck, 33, 33 and 32 for the Yankees, 33 and 31 for the Blue Jays. The Yankees are 16 and 16 on the road. The Blue Jays are 13 and 13 on the road. Yanks have lost three in a row, but again, obviously, as I just showed you these two teams are pretty evenly matched
1: yeah they are very evenly matched and that's why this is a little bit of a tough game to play but when I kept looking at it I just kept finding a lot of plays that seemed like a lot of fun now the Yankees I know if, I have a lot of friends that are Yankees fans, and so it feels like the who Yankees does are— does it,
0: right? Right, right. Everyone always right. does people who are Yankees
1: fans. <laughs> and I know they're very hard on their team, and honestly, the Yankees are underperforming. They should be much better than they are, but they are still an over 500 club, and I think that's something we forget. However, in this matchup, I do prefer the Blue Jays today. I picked the Blue Jays to win— They're top 10 in average slugging and OBP versus lefties. So I am going to take them on the money line at minus 120. Their run differential is plus 49, whereas the Yankees is minus 7. So when I put these two up next to each other, I feel like the edge is going to go to the Jays. Both have left-handed pitchers on the mound. Now I'm going to give... Yeah,
0: uh, You want to go to those sort of uh, folks to get into the advanced stuff, the old Pythagorean theorem of of runs and, and runs expected and, and records. Quite frankly, right. being a seven under sitting around 500 is probably about where you expect. But when you're 49 runs above sitting a, at about 500 probably isn't where you expect. So you get the impression that the Yankees are underperforming a bit. The Blue Jays are probably should be winning more games than they are. But this AL East is so tough. Remember, exactly. the Yankees are in ninth, are, have nine games behind first in Tampa Bay. They're fourth in the AL East. But keep in mind in the wild card, they're fifth. So, I mean, this whole uh, division is absolutely loaded from top to bottom. And so that makes this one such an interesting one to gauge these two teams.
1: Exactly. Now, to go on more about why I like the Jays, they have just been so hot lately. And what's incredible is they're doing this all without George Springer. So imagine once they get George Springer back. It's a pretty exciting young club. And what more can you say about someone like Vlad Guerrero Jr.? You know, is there anyone better right now? He's homered in four consecutive games. And he leads the league with 22 home runs. Tonight, there's a player prop that he gets over one and a half total bases, and it's paying plus 110 on BetMGM. In five career at-bats versus Jordan Montgomery, he's batting 600 with one home run. So I like this. At plus money, Vladdy, one and a half total bases, plus 110. I could see him getting walked. I could see him hitting a double. I can definitely see him hitting one out of the park in his home ballpark. So I really like that player prop. I also like... Bo Bichette, who is has a total basis prop of over one and a half at plus 100. Now, Bichette is batting 304 and slugging 518 versus lefties. And this year, he has a homer and a double off Jordan Montgomery in only six at bat. So that's a pretty good rate. You know, last time Montgomery faced the Jays on May 27th, he went five and two-thirds innings and he only struck out one. There's a player prop for Jordan Montgomery of five and a half strikeouts. I'm going to take the under. The Jays yeah. have the eighth lowest strikeout rate versus lefties in the league. So so I like Jordan Montgomery under five and a half strikeouts. I like Bo Bichette over one and a half total bases. Vladdy over in a one and a half total bases. And here's my slightly dart throw if you want to have some fun. Gary Sanchez for a home run plays plus 310 now again anytime you're betting on a home run it's it's really a dart you know you can't you can't predict home runs but when they pay this kind of money and there's this kind of stats to back it up it can be fun Sanchez has two home runs In seven at-bats versus Hyunjin Ryu. And lately he's been heating up. He's been batting 278 and slugging 528 during the month of June. So I kind of like this as a long shot, just a little sprinkle of money. So that's how I am playing this Jays and Yankees game. I do think the Jays will take it. And uh, I think it's going to be a good game.
0: I'm intrigued to see it, too. You obviously have uh, two pitchers that are kind of interesting matchups, mm-hmm. not not flamethrowers, not guys that really strike out a ton of pitchers or players by today's standards. Of course, by the way, the walks and pitches per inning ratio for these guys are both tremendous. But uh, by today's standards, eh, it, it, what is certainly the new year of the pitcher? Not so much. So I, I kind of like the idea of a guy like Vladimir Guerrero extending that streak of of bases, especially since you put it at its total basis. So total a walk. Basis. A walk counts towards that. that a walk it, and
1: a hit. One yeah, double. Yeah. That
0: makes it really, really interesting. So we look at the Yankees and Blue Jays. And then starting at roughly the same time, well, we're going to stay partially in the A, at least. The Red Sox go to Atlanta. The Red Sox 40-27, and 20-10 on the road. They're winning two-thirds of their road games. While the Braves, another team that I, I think a little bit, Jen, is Mm -hmm. underachieving. At 30 and 33, I think a lot of people thought, myself included, they were going to be far, far better than this. But this could be a little bit tricky, too. You've run into a pitcher in Tucker Davidson tonight, who's be expected starter for the Braves, that Mm -hmm. has looked great but it's only pitched 17 innings.
1: You know, it's interesting. You say that I actually really like Tucker Davidson in your DFS lineups for today. Yes, he has less than 17 innings, but he's pitched to an ERA of under two in those 17 innings. Now he's not been a high strikeout pitch pitcher so far in the MLB, but he was in the minor leagues, but here's, what's really interesting and what people may not realize over the past month. Boston is batting only 219 with a 27% strikeout rate versus lefty. So, you know, he's gone six innings of each of his last three stars. I think this is a great tournament play for FanDuel. He's 7600 tonight. We don't have any player props on Davidson because exactly as you said, we just don't have a large enough sample size for Vegas to want to put out odds on his strikeout props or his hits or his runs allowed. But I kind of like it as a contrarian play for DFS. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up on um i also want to point out that eduardo rodriguez has been absolutely pummeled by left handed bats this year so he hasn't been great all year but his era versus righties is foreign change his era versus left-handed hitters is over 10 nearly 11 so I got to have a little bit of Ozzy Albies in my FanDuel lineups. And I'm also going to take his over one and a half total bases prop. It's, It's minus 110. But Albies is batting 323 with five homers and two stolen bases this year. Again, he's someone that seems to have underperformed. But the only time he doesn't underperform is versus lefties. And I've also got to get Freddie Freeman for over one and a half total bases. I know he's a lefty. But the way that lefties hit Eduardo Rodriguez with the kind of power Freddie Freeman has that's plus one Oh five. But what I really like, maybe even more than the over one and a half bases is the home run prop for Freddie Freeman at plus 400. Again, anytime you bet a home run prop, it's a total long shot, but sometimes it's fun to just throw $10 on that, you know, and bring back 40. Sometimes that's fun. So I just want to put Freddie Freeman out there and I definitely like him for your fan duel lineups. And finally, Atlanta is slugging 443 versus lefties, which is why I like them to win. I like them on the money line minus 115, but they also strike out 25% of the time. That's the eighth highest versus lefties in the league. So I'm taking Eduardo Rodriguez for over five and a half strikeouts. I don't think he's going to be great, but I do think that he can notch six strikeouts tonight.
0: Keep in mind all those folks who watched uh, Austin Riley hit a home run, too, in kind of his breakout campaign this year. The last game, they went over Miami and thinking, well, I went three for three in a home run. Uh, maybe I need to get him in my lineup. Don't be so hasty on that, because in the four games prior to that, 0 for the whole thing. So 0-16 <laughs> with 7 So uh, don't get excited about a one-game performance and think that's necessarily a trend. You want to think a little bit bigger than that. We are going to head, well, Jen's home state, in just a little bit right here on Sticks and Stacks. Welcome back to the Sticks and Stacks podcast. My name is Sean Trotter, your host, Jen Piacenti. Our baseball expert is with us as well. And you pointed out you're from Texas. Well, Mm -hmm. let's go there. Let's go for the uh, I don't even know how much of a rivalry it is. But look, it's an interstate (laughs) matchup, the Rangers and the Astros. The Rangers are a borderline historically bad team on the road and they go to Minute Maid Park.
1: And so you look at this on number on paper and it is so obvious the Astros should take this game. I think they're like minus 200 favorites. But. There's a couple of reasons why I'm not going to pick a winner in this game, and I'll go through them. Number one, the Astros seem to um, only really be successful over teams that are 500 or better. It's very strange, but it is very true. I don't know if they just let down when they go against poor teams, but um, I believe they've split 60-40 so far with the Astros uh, Rangers this year. So... Strangely, the Rangers can have their number. Second, the other reason I I can't pick an outright winner is because the Astros will be bringing back Lance McCullers tonight. He's going to be on a pitch count. They're going to follow him up with Jake Odorizzi, who loves to give up the home run. So you've got a pitcher who I love. I love Lance McCullers, but he has control issues. He puts a lot of men on base. And then you got Odorizzi coming in, who loves to give up the long ball. And then you got the bullpen, which has got to be one of the worst bullpens right now. I should look up the numbers. I think it's like four and a half runs per nine over the last month. They're, they're absolutely abysmal. So it's absolutely possible that the Rangers could pull this one out. That being said, the Astros are the far better team. Now, I've got a couple... Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you're bringing up the point with the Rangers, you know, kind of being able to to play well against the Astros. Mm -hmm. It's also worth noting they're on a three game winning streak against the Astros. They've won the last three and they've done it with 18 runs over those three games. So they've actually when they were playing the Astros, I mean, they've been going to the tune of six runs per game. On yeah. Houston, So you're right. There is a little bit of reason to be uh, interested in this because it's not as one-sided as it appears, which is always a great opportunity to find a little bit of plus action there because uh, as we understand, if you're new to this, when you see those lines, that's not what people think will happen. It's what they think the other people who are in on it think will happen so those always provide really interesting opportunities for you to sometimes look at those matchups that appear one-sided that when you look under the numbers they're really not
1: that is an ex- that is exactly right, Sean. You are right on the money there, no pun intended. Um, Texas Rangers, to win this game, are plus 145, and to be honest, I can see that happening um, because, yeah, on paper, Astros look much better, but as you said, Rangers took the last three from Houston. Now, they were in Dallas, or Arlington, sorry, when they, <laughs> Correct. they won. Um, and so that we matters are,
0: for this team. That's 10 and 25 on the road.
1: It does. It does. So I do think probably the Astros will win, but I don't feel comfortable enough putting my money on it because... of all the variables earlier i stated so um kyle gibson also by the way pretty much the ace for the rangers he's been really really good this year but i am gonna take a strikeout prop of under four and a half strikeouts for kyle gibson um mostly because he's not really a high strikeout pitcher and the Astros have the lowest strikeout rate in the league and the highest batting average. And last time they faced off on May 16th, he only struck out three Astros. So I am going to take the under four and a half strikeouts on Kyle Gibson. And then I'm going to go back to a similar player prop we did last week because it just keeps hitting. I think it's this could be the third time in a row it's going to hit. Yuli Gurriel for over two and a half total bases is plus 135. I don't know how this keeps happening, but Yuli has a OPS of 1.109. That's on base plus slugging at home where he's also batting 346 and slugging 606 plus 135. I think that's a must. Yuli Garriel over one and a half total bases. And finally, if you want another long shot bet, this is a fun one. Isaiah Kiner Falefa to steal a base at plus nine fifty. Now he's stolen a base in twenty-five percent of his away games. So I don't know if you have a twenty-five wow. percent shot, yeah, it could yeah. be fun, right?
0: Well, and so, like you said, when you especially if you're going off a starter who's going to be on a pitch count, probably exactly. a little bit rusty, especially when it comes to the pickoff moves and, and things yep. like that. You don't want to do anything too much out of the ordinary. So uh, that's see, that's a good one. I like that. That digs a little deep. I think that's interesting.
1: Yeah, precisely. I think that could be a really fun one. I also like him for an over one and a half total basis prop, but you're not going to get as good of odds on that. So plus 950, I think that's a fun dart to throw. And um, yeah, I hope the Astros win, but I, I'm not putting my money on a winner tonight.
0: So let's, let's quickly go over what you were thinking for our, our first three here. We have the, uh, just to sort of recap, we have the Yankees at the Blue Jays.
1: That's right. So I pick the Jays to win on the money line. I like Jordan Montgomery for under five and a half strikeouts. I like Bo Bichette for over one and a half total bases. I like Vlad for over one and a half total bases, and as a long shot, I like a Sanchez home run at plus
0: three ten. Okay, let's move a little bit down to south there, Boston and Atlanta. What did you like there?
1: Boston and Atlanta. I like Ozzy Albie's for over one and a half total bases. I like Freddie Freeman for a again. This is more of a dart a home run at plus four hundred. And I like Eduardo Rodriguez for over five-and-a-half strikeouts with Braves winning on the money line, minus 115.
0: All right. And the, the final matchup we took a deep dive on just a minute ago, Texas and Houston.
1: Yes. Kyle Gibson under four-and-a-half strikeouts. Yuli Guriel over one-and-a-half total bases at plus 135. And our dart of the day, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa to steal a base at plus 950.
0: All right. We were trying to think of a a couple of fun ones we might be taking a look at, so some players to to keep an eye out for. And uh, I'll I'll give you one first because we talked about where we're at. I'm out here in, in suddenly sunny Colorado, and looking at a Rockies team, that is actually playing very well at home, taking on a Padres team they beat last night. For your your DFS folks, it's not going to seem like a good matchup. You think about you Darvish taking the hill for the Padres. You think about the, the Rockies lineup, which is obviously not terribly impressive. And you think about Charlie Blackman, who's 34 years old. Well, keep an eye on Charlie Blackman because in his low point of the season, just quite frankly, a little over a month ago, he was hitting 188 on the 4th of May. In the end of in the end of things in May he hit 310. In June thus far, 405, including now, hits in every single game he's played in June. Moreover, it's not just Blackman's being hot at the moment; it's the fact that against Darvish in his career, he has a career batting average of 333. So that'd be my little sleeper DFS pick for the day.
1: And you I have already have him in my FanDuel lineup, Sean, ah, so see, I can we're tell you. <laughs> I can tell you he's only 3400 on FanDuel, which I think is a great price. There you go. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, go you have it. one. Uh, you know, we're, we're throwing oh, we're yeah. one name out there. You have one, too.
1: Oh, God, oh. I have so many names, but let's go for, um, let's see. Let's go for Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez has two homers. Uh, Jose Ramirez, sorry. Ha- Harvey, I w- I'm talk- I want to target Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey has given up one point six five home runs per nine innings, so I love Jose Ramirez tonight. um I think he's gonna actually absolutely pummel him. He's been fantastic his home run prop is only plus 190 but um he is affordable on FanDuel and DraftKings so I would definitely plug him into a lineup I would also consider plugging in for an affordable rate Jock Peterson who's actually slugging 706 versus Taiwan Walker and all of his home runs have come off righties this year
0: Wow. Okay. So there you have it for, uh, for the tonight's action. We have those for you. hope we have a little bit of luck. We hope we do too. That's kind of the point of what we're doing right here. So we will get back to you soon. Thanks for listening. She is Jen Piacenti. Make sure you follow her on Twitter. Jen Piacente, that's Piacenti. That's P I A C E N T I. I'm your host Sean Drotar. That's S D as in Delta R O T as in tango A R. And we will catch you next time right here. Thanks for subscribing to the Sticks and Stacks podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network.